Welcome to Beaver Lodge Alliance's sermon podcast. We're so glad to join you. This is the latest sermon. We pray that you would receive encouragement, exhortation, and that Jesus would speak to you through this sermon. Enjoy. Well, some of you might be thinking, wait, what, what is Amy doing up here? There's still two more songs. We only did one. Well, today, actually, we're going to be doing something a little different. So I don't know if anyone's aware, but, I mean, before the internet, but also on the internet, there's all these jokes and memes about how the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's is the Youth Pastor Sunday. You know, in traditional organizations, that that's the time then where the pastor is willing to relinquish the pulpit for the youth pastor to give it a go. Because in between is normally, you know, smaller crowd, a little bit more chill. If the, youth, if the youth pastor comes with a unique enthusiasm, that it's okay. I mean, our church is not organized like that. Greg is giving me more chances to preach as opposed to just the one day. But I thought I would take this day where, you know, maybe people are expecting a little different, to do something way different. So those of you who know me, and maybe even some of you who've only, only seen me preach, I think my passion about teaching and equipping people to grab faith with both their hands is pretty apparent. I want each person to be able to experience Jesus personally, for each person to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus that is growing and deepening. And a key way to do that is through Scripture. Scripture isn't just for figuring out theology or getting the do's and don'ts of how to live life, but it's a way to experience Jesus personally. Sometimes, though, we kind of jump to the application and usefulness of the Bible, like a textbook. Rather than seeing the Bible as, as written like God's love story to us, how he, he's speaking to us, how he's redeeming the whole world. But sometimes we jump to the textbook of, okay, let's read, let's find the things that I need to know. Okay, done, in my head, gone. But if we believe that the Bible is the word of God, then the Bible is speaking to us. And we know that he's a relational God. All through scripture, it talks about the relationship in the Trinity. It talks about how he wants a relationship with us. So he is a relational God. And so as we read scripture, it's God is speaking to us personally because we each have a relationship with Jesus. But sometimes, because maybe we don't know or we forget about the fact that we can encounter God through Scripture, we approach Bible reading like a task. We take the idea of, okay, we know we need to read the Bible to be good Christians. So we pick it up, we read our chapter, great, done, checkbox it. And then we then we wonder, man, why is reading our Bible a struggle? Why am I getting nothing out of it? This is supposed to be life-giving. Or even we've read our one chapter, gotten nothing out of it, and we go so far to dismiss the Bible as, eh, this is flat, not important. This adds nothing to my life. But, 
But that's not what the Bible's about. It's not just, uh, okay, I've read the one chapter, so good for me, now I'm done. But the Bible is a place to encounter the living God. Rob Reamer, who is the author of Soul Care, he has this beautiful quote that I just love. Every morning, I kind of say it before I come to the Bible. He has this quote that says, We are one God-breathed moment from from an encounter with the living God every time we pick up our Bible. So how do we make this shift from textbook, from picking it up, reading our one chapter, saying, yeah, got it done. So how do we make the shift from that to an encounter with God? We can just say those things, but if we don't actually have the tools or a way to make that transition, we're going to go back to kind of what's, what we know what to do. And so today, I'm actually going to teach and then lead you through a traditional monastic practice of scripture reading called the Lecto Divina, which is Latin for divine reading. And so I could have just kind of taught it, but I mean, the thing that is so important when we're teaching is that we teach and then give an opportunity for the application. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to lead you through it. We're, today, we are all going to do Electo Divina together so that when you go home, and there's sheets on your table that if you want to take it home, that you can come to the scripture and then be like, oh, I've done this before. This isn't overwhelming. This isn't scary. I know what this looks like. So the Lecto Divina was first established in the 16th century and then kind of formalized into an actual um, process in the 12th century. So looking at that, this is something that has been used for centuries. This tool allows for communication with God and an increased awareness of a scripture passage. This isn't a way to do a theological analysis or an intellectual studying device, but rather a way to experience the living word of God. So the, delect, the Lecto Divina is a five-step process that we're going to walk through right now. And like I said, my hope is, is that after we've done this, that you would take this home, that if you find this valuable, that you would incorporate it into your life as, as one way of reading scripture and hearing from Jesus. And this is something for kids watching online or kids here, this is something kids can do too. Because we're listening to the word of God and then having a conversation with Jesus. As I was looking into this, I found kind of an analogy that kept coming up around Lecto Divina. They say Lecto Divina has been likened to feasting on the word, which I love that. Feasting. Who who doesn't want to feast? Right? We don't want a little snack. We want a, a sumptuous feast. And so what it means is we take a bite in the first step. Then we chew on it in the second. In the third, we savor its essence. We digest it and then make it a part of ourselves. And in the end, we've, we've feasted on the word. So we're going to go into this right now. So the process before we even begin the steps, there's, there's a few things to prepare for this. One, when, we're doing, when you're doing this at home, you need to pick a passage of scripture. 
We're aiming for around five to ten verses, because you don't want it so small, like Jesus wept. That's, that might not work, nor do we want it, you know, a whole book. Today we're going to be looking, we're going to be doing the Lecto Divina out of Luke 10, 38 to 42 in the Amplified Version. So once you've picked your passage of scripture, the next step is just, is just take a moment to prepare and focus. We're coming to encounter Jesus, and sometimes if we're coming and everything's chaotic and we haven't had chance to settle, that can be really hard. So we just take a moment, and it can be as simple as just saying, come and speak to me, Jesus. So right now, as a way to prepare ourselves, you can just say, come and speak to me, Jesus, or whatever words work for you. I'm just going to pray. Jesus, we just ask that right now, we know that your presence is here, and we know that you are constantly speaking to us. And so we just ask that you would open our eyes and ears and our hearts to hear what you would like to say today. Holy Spirit, that I I just ask that you would come and, with your presence, quiet the chaos in Jesus' name. That we would hear your message that you have for each one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we go into this process, and later hopefully at home, you can write these steps down. Write the process down. So on each of your tables, if you're one of those people that actually can focus better if you're writing your thoughts down, go for it. If you're one of those people that actually to write things down gets you distracted, you can just do this in your head. It Either way works great. Whatever helps keep you focused and engaged in best, do that. So the first step, I wrote it down how to say it properly. It's the reading step. It's lecticio. Lecticio. Let's go with that one. So what it is, is in this first step, We just read the passage of scripture for the first time. This is an opportunity to get to know the passage. So as I read through this, just listen for a word or phrase that jumps out at you. Don't analyze the word. Don't wonder what's going on with it. Just ponder the one word. And so I'm going to read the passage, and then I'm going to give you one minute just to roll the passage specifically that word that jumped out at you, just around, just to kind of think about the passage I've read and that one word that jumps. I'll give you one word, uh, one minute for that. So Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who was seated, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me alone to do the serving? Tell her to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, 
You are worried, bothered, and anxious about so many things. But there is a need of only one thing for Mary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which is to her advantage, and shall not be taken away from her. And so in this one minute, just roll the passage, and specifically that word that jumped out at you. So the second step in this Lecto Divina is meditatio, or meditation. And so this is when we go a little deeper. We start kind of chewing on the passage. I'm going to read the passage another time. And after I read it, this is when we picture ourselves in the text. Where are we in this story? How does it connect with our life right now? Where are you in the scene? In this step, we allow Jesus to pull up certain memories of people, places, or events that he wants to bring to our attention that are connected to this passage. A question to ask yourself is, what is Jesus speaking to me through this passage? So I'm going to read the passage again. And after I read the passage, I'm going to give you five minutes because this is where you allow Jesus to speak to you through this passage. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me alone to do the serving? Tell her to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried, bothered, and anxious about so many things. But there is need of only one thing. For Mary has chosen the good portion, which is to her advantage, and shall not be taken away from her. And so in the next five minutes, this is an opportunity to ask, Jesus, what are you saying to me through this passage?
So you just completed the second step, which is meditatio, meditation. The third step is, is oratio, or respond. So again, I'm going to read the passage a third time. And now, having let Jesus speak through the passage of Scripture to us, this is now our opportunity to respond to him in our own words. In this step, we want to allow our prayer to flow spontaneously, allowing for our truest and deepest response. This step isn't for shiny, polished prayers, but this is your response to having heard what Jesus is wanting to speak to you in this passage in the, in the previous stage. In this stage for prayer, when we say prayer, it can be give thanks praise him, ask requests, tell him what you thought about what he just told you. So I'm going to read this passage again, and I'm going to give you four minutes to respond to what Jesus has said in the previous two steps. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried, bothered, and anxious about so many things. But there is a need of only one thing, for Mary has chosen the good portion, which is to her advantage, and shall not be taken away from her. So now you have four minutes to respond to Jesus.
So that was the third step, a ratio, where we respond. The fourth step is contemplatio, which is contemplation. And so in this step, we read the passage a fourth time. And this is where we're simply listening and resting in what you and Jesus talked about. And in this, question, in this stage, the question we ask is what change of the mind, heart, and life is Jesus inviting us into? After we've received, after we've dialogued, prayed with Jesus, this is the question. So I'm going to read this passage a fourth time, and then I'm going to give you three minutes for this stage. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with all of her serving responsibilities, and she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me alone to do the serving? Tell her to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried, bothered, and anxious about so many things. But there is need of only one thing. For Mary has chosen the good portion, which is to her advantage, and shall not be taken away from her. So I'm going to give you just three minutes, and this is just resting in what you and Jesus talked about, and thinking about the question, what change of mind, heart, and life is Jesus inviting you into?
So you've just completed the fourth step, which was the contemplation. And so actually the, the formalized um, process of this stops after that fourth step. You can find a lot of different variations. It stops at this one. But in other ones, there's a fifth step, which I think is, is a really important step. And that is the axio, the action. And so we, we won't be reading the passage again. That we read it through a total of four times. But in this step, this is, the, this is the time when we can resolve to carry this word, what Jesus has spoken to you about, how you've responded, the questions that you've wrestled with. Now we get to decide to live it out. Because that's... That's such an integral part of our relationship with Jesus. It isn't just for us. It isn't just for us to receive the word and then keep it. But it's a receiving of the word. And then as we've had encountered Jesus, it's the living it out. That, that's what it is. And so in this step, we just decide to live it out. And, and a, a reminder as a way of... of supporting your intention to live out what you feel Jesus has spoken to you about today, is you may pick an image or a picture or a symbol that just reminds you of what you have received, that you can carry it with you. Going forward, if it's something, right, you can have an image in your phone or, or uh, if it's an actual little symbol, you can have that. Something that reminds you that it isn't just a, oh, I spent 15 minutes, that's great, peace out, but a way to carry what you've received throughout the day. So I'm just going to give you one minute for this. This is just a time to have a little conversation of choosing to go forward in what Jesus has spoken to you about and choosing a little image if that would be helpful for you to remember. So one minute for this. Mm -hmm. 
So there you go. You've gone through Electo Divina, a feasting on a Bible passage and God's presence in it. So my hope and desire for you is that you would take this home, that now that you've done it once, you kind of have an idea of what it could look like. You can take home the sheet or the steps will be on our Facebook page, that I encourage you to incorporate this into your Bible reading. And just a note, the, the times that I picked are not hard set. You can take as long as you want in the steps or as short as you want in the steps. It's entirely up to you. So now, now we have an opportunity to give praise and worship to Jesus, who we just had a, a conversation with. So worship team, do you want to come on up? And so... As we go into this time of worship, I bless you with an increasing love of hearing Jesus through the Bible. May your relationship with Jesus deepen and grow as you continue to learn to hear your voice. And I seal in your spirits today what Jesus has placed there through the reading of his word and pausing to hear his voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions or comments or are just wanting to know more about our church, check out our website at www.beaverlodgealliancechurch.com as well as you can find us on Facebook or feel free to email us at office at beaverlodgealliancechurch.com. We pray that today you would know the love and manifest presence of Jesus.